Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. I'm Courtney Robertson, the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. And I have more than a few secrets to tell, but I am not the only one with tea to spill. Every week, I'm going to be talking to another icon of reality television about the things they can only say off contract. Hi, it's Courtney Robertson. Welcome back to Off Contract. Thank you so much for tuning in last week. I dished all things hometowns with my daddy-o. Such a fun interview. And Casey Schemer, my best friend from my season. So thank you for all the fo- positive feedback. Easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, today's guest is a very special one for me. He is the salt of the earth, Fear Factor Grand Champion. He just starred in Detective Night Independence with Bruce Willis. And believe it or not, he was my first experience with reality TV. That's right. I was 21, living in New Zealand, modeling, working on my portfolio. And we filmed Treasure Island in Fiji together. Uh, Our first challenge was to skydive onto the island, and we really slept on the beach. Uh, There was, it was worse than glamping, I'll just put it that way. Uh, There was a challenge if you wanted to eat, uh, you had to kill a goat. 
So uh, we talk about that and his experience getting on Fear Factor. It's crazy, you guys. And make sure you stay tuned for the tea party at the end. I share a little uh, story about how I dodged a fantasy suite with an A-list celebrity back in my Hollywood days. We used to hang out at Chateau Marmont, so you might get a kick out of that. But let's talk this week in Bachelor. Let's talk about sex, baby. Get a listen to this. And to express to each and every single one of the women is um, no sex. No, no, no sex of, of any kind for fantasy suites. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What brought you to that decision? To be honest, speaking with Sean helped a lot. Okay. Um, you know, he took a very similar approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he just said, you know, really do what. Hmm. Okay. 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 So we have uh, Sean D- uh, Lowe, Mr. Goldini, to thank for this week's blunder. I'm not going to do a full bore recap because everybody else has this week. But let's start with Ariel. She he breaks the news to her at the night portion of the uh, overnights. That's what we used to call it back in the dark ages. You whippersnappers are calling it sex week. But uh, he breaks it to her that. There's not going to be any sex in, in any of the fantasy suites this week. She seems disappointed. But if I had that icky date eating bugs, I would not be feeling very sexy either. So, and then we get to Gabby. And uh, they have a, a nice date. I think it was very romantic. She's unraveling a little bit. I get it. I've been there. You're tired. Your emotions are running high. She kind of just spills it all out there, and hes it's actually well-received. I kind of kept waiting for the Zach look, you know what I mean? The look where he's like, oh boy, there's a little drama in the LBC. But he didn't do it. He was actually very loving and understanding. So at the night portion, he breaks the news to her, no sex in the champagne room. And she's like, challenge accepted, you can tell. But she's a class act in the morning, she leaves, you see her heels, it's implied that they might have done the ditty. But he's getting ready to go out with Katie, his third overnight. And he shows up at Gabby's room and says, I have to come clean. This was my error of the game. Why can't you just keep it under your hat? There's a reason, there's a format here, people. So she's blindsided, definitely kicked her in the gonads. Like she said, she feels like she's wearing a scarlet letter. So then we get to Katie. Katie, Katie, Katie. She's sitting in a swamp on her date. She hasn't seen him in forever. I know, because I was the last fantasy suite on my season. It is forever. And uh, you kind of forget about the person in a way, you know? Or did they think, you kind of feel like, did they forget about me? So they're sitting in the swamp, and then he comes clean to Katie. And she's devastated. Great face play, though. Um, She handled it like a champ. Hopefully he made it up to her in the fantasy suite. I'll just put it that way, because... That was rough. It was very cringe to watch. Can't wait to see what happens next week at the finale. Uh, I'm going to be actually be in Los Angeles, so can't wait for that. But let's get to our guest. He is all the way live from Los Angeles, California. My good friend, Mark Hewlett. I hope you enjoy. Mark yes. and I go way, 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 way back. I was living in- Way back. Modeling. I was 21. Way back. Way back. When I was living- 21. What is that? Five, six, eight years ago. Oh, I turned you forty. You do the math. <laughs> no, you're not. I think mom Whatever. Does. <laughs> you're not forty. <laughs> and so, Mark, today is all about you. You have a very interesting story. I want to talk to Jeez. you. What it, what it was like growing up in Zimbabwe in the bush. Oh, 
and I know you used to see lions, but let's yes. bring Mark in. He is the Fear Factor Grand Champion. He's appeared on Shark Tank. And yes. he, <laughs> uh, yes. No, actually, no, Shark Tank didn't happen. But oh. Shark Tank didn't happen. It was, it was funny. I was on for the first episode. Oh, no. And way. yeah, it, for the first episode. And it didn't end up, it didn't end up, uh, they didn't end up shooting it. It was just so crazy. But I went in, I had, I had this product from this uh, fro- you know, the frozen yogurt, which I did in Australia. And they wanted me on the show. And then it just didn't end up happening. I don't know what happened. Oh, I remember of, you called me. You were like, can you come on and be the model? Like, show the yo yes. fro yo, the fro yes. yo. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that, yeah, okay, so scratch that from the record. But scratch that. Going back to my re- reality TV experience, um, so I met I meet Mark in New Zealand, modeling there at 21, and I, it was yes. my birthday, and you were with my modeling agency. So that's when I met yes. you. Yes. Uh, I was turning 21 and nobody from America, because it's a day later there, called me on my birthday, but my agency <laughs> threw a party and that's where yes. I met Mark and we just yes. asked friends and then they, yes. uh, he was a local celebrity in New Zealand. He was a disc jockey. Yeah. Um, yeah Back in the he day. won one Fear Factor, which we're going to start there. Yeah. But so anyway, we ended up rec- uh, filming a show called Treasure Island together in Fiji. Yes. Um, what so- a great show that was, Court. <laughs> <laughs> that was hectic, eh? The long yeah, drop. You made it sound like you're like, I think we're going to be staying in a hotel. I think there was a cash prize. <laughs> and you're like, no, like, they're going to make it look like we're camping. Wait, weren't uh, you in America? And then we went there. I can't, we flew from here, didn't we? We flew from New Zealand, yeah, to Fiji. And then we took like, oh, that's right, yeah. a boat. We stayed in Nandi. And then we took a, like yes. a two hour boat ride to this yes. island that the production company owned. Correct. Um, and it was the right- Mamamuthas Islands Island Group in Fiji. Very nice. How did you remember that? Holy mackerel. Um, well, no, because we spend a lot of time in Fiji since then. You know, I've done, I've shot movie stuff down there. I've done lots of stuff in Fiji with the government and stuff like that. So I've been in like and street meat on the side of the street. And I was like, oh, holy mackerel. Nanty. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there was like nothing there. And I was starving no. when we landed. And then we go to the island. So for the listeners, the island was actually owned by the production company, and it was right mm-hmm. next to the island that they filmed Castaway on. Correct. Yeah. So very let's close. just paint. Let's paint the scene. Mark would yes. know better, but we're going to talk about. I want to talk to you about Fear Factor. Let's go back and what your experience has been like with reality TV. Um, so you're the Fear Factor Grand Champion. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, I've done. Yeah, I've done. I mean, I did shot quite a bit of, of TV, obviously in New Zealand when I was there, you know, doing the radio thing. Um, but as far as, as far <laughs> as reality shows go, I think, yeah, the, the fear factor was, was the first and the fear factor thing was funny. I actually, <clears throat> the way I got on that show was someone called me, I was in Europe. I was, I was modeling in Europe and someone, the agency called me, LA models, wherever it was called me and said, Hey, these guys from, uh, from in or from Fear Factor, want to, want to, you know, want to, want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh. So I said, yeah. They saw your picture up in in Macy's, and they thought you'd be a good fit for the show. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, Fear Factor, and this was like, I mean, this is going way back when reality was just starting. So I think it was like, you know, they'd done uh, Big Brother and stuff like that, but what it hadn't really. That? that was that like way back. This is was... it was way back. It was I I did Fear Factor like in in the early. I think I did the first show in like 2002, 2001. Wow. So, I mean, I think Big Brother and that started in the late 90s. You know, that was when the first sort of reality came out. So, 
I rem- but the funny thing about Fear Factor was it was kind of it was kind of like deja vu because I'd been watching a show that this is how Fear Factor actually came to America. It was it was script it was an unscripted show on on the internet. I think it was on YouTube, even if YouTube was around then. But they were doing this thing where they would you know dare people to sit with spiders or whatever it was. And I was like, wow. I remember thinking to myself, wow, that show is cool. Like, if I ever get the chance to do it, I'll do it. So it was just weird. I got the call and I was like, damn, yeah, I'll, I'll audition for them. Um, but it was so funny because I got, they said, okay, fine, you're going to come to this audition in Hollywood. And I think, I think around that time, I had uh, the agency as well sent me for Survivor. That's right. Survivor was like the first. Um, and I didn't, I only had a green card and you had to be an American citizen to go on Survivor. So I said, sorry, Mark, you know, you can't go on the show. Hmm. So this was sort of going back to my African roots. I, I like the, you know, Survivor or, <laughs> you know, Fear Factor or whatever. So, but I remember going to Fear Factor, the, the first audition, they said, just come to the, the front of the line. I was like, wow, there's a line. When I went to the first, <laughs> line. yeah, the first Survivor casting, there was like eight people. I'm not joking with you. Eight people in line for Survivor. The first, the first one. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies and now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no rollback waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. 
OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.com. Co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. And then, of course, it went crazy. But then I get to, now Fear Factors, you know, two, three years later, and I, I get to Hollywood and Vine, and, and I look and, and there's like a line like out the door, up the street, around. And I was like, holy Mm-mm. crap, like, what is this show, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I think I was like going in for like the third season. So they had done two seasons. Um, anyway, that was like a very awkward, weird experience because they're doing all these. And I'm sure you had it when you did your show. But they, but more so with Fear Factor, they do all these like psych evaluations. So mm-hmm. you sit like down with like background. Yeah, all that stuff. But then also like weird stuff, like draw a picture and you're like, okay, well, what off? And they, well, no, just whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just like weird What'd stuff. What do you draw? Write down, like, write down like five words. It's like a real like CIA type thing. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's strange. <laughs> and I walked out of there thinking, okay, I don't know about that show, you know? <laughs> and then I, they said, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you kind of thing. So I didn't hear from them for like three months, nothing, not even a, not even a word. And then some like strange dude at the middle of like nine o'clock at night says, Mark, you got to shoot a video for Fear Factor. So I was like, what do you mean? What video? Any video. So I was like, okay, but can it any video? And he just clicks the phone and undisclosed number. And I'm like, that's so weird. Anyway, yeah, so I went and did this weird. like, yeah. I did this like really strange video. I called it, you know, like the Eddie Murphy movie coming to America. And I shot this like, you know, this wild thing of me hitchhiking on the road and kind of my journey in LA so far. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then got called into, again, nothing, crickets for like six months. Oh, that's and then so suddenly, yeah, it's very strange. And then, and there was no one to call or find out or nothing. They were like so secretive about <laughs> it. And even during the show, super secretive. So then when I get there, it's, it's, it's the all the executive producers and like I mean there was like fifteen people okay on a table, oh. and they just were like firing questions like why should you be on the show what makes you so special like what do you you know like like dude who do you think you are you know trying to be on our show and I was like it's just anyway I I you know I just went through all of that and 
And then the next thing, then they say, okay, fine, come down. You got to go for a physical. And I was diabetic. So I thought, ah, you know, maybe I'm not going to get on because of that. So hmm. I went down to this hotel in West LA and right on the four or five in Santa Monica, the holiday Inn, <laughs> and I roll in there courts on Friday night <laughs> and I don't know what godly hour. And they're like, uh, you're going to be on the show tomorrow. Mm-mm. And I was like, what? It was like, yeah, you're going to be on the show tomorrow. Okay, so, <laughs> and that was it, man. We just, you know, sped. No, sorry, I went for a physical before, and then I didn't think I was going to get it. Then they called late at night, arrived at the hotel, literally crashed, woken up at 4 a.m. They put they put blindfolds on us. What? Okay. And, yeah, no one knows this stuff. Like, perfect. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah, they put blindfolds on you at the in the reception, right? And there's all these other contestants that you're going to be working with or eliminating that day with you. So they put blindfolds on, they put you in a car, and then we. I, I'm not joking with you. We drove around for like two hours. <gasps> so you get like very like you're talking to this, people, you start getting oriented. like disoriented. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Then you get to the location, they take you out the car, still blindfolded. <laughs> and they put you in a blacked out uh, trailer, like super tight quarters too, with every, all the contestants in there. So like, you know, like a 20, not even a 10 by 10, mm. you know, uh, like a little container. Like shoulder to shoulder. Not that close, but damn close. <laughs> and then you, so then they take the blindfolds off, but the windows are all black. So you can't see out. It's just dark. It's really strange. It's, it's How did you like, feel like, in that moment? Were you like a little panicky or like what you just went and they're like, you're on. And then now you're in this little container with a blindfold on. Yeah, it, it was, it, I don't know. It, I've always been, I think my whole life, I've, I've always just been <laughs> excited about something new. You know, I like, yeah. I've never, like, I'm sort of, I have been very calm in like crazy situations. So that for me was like, I, I didn't get, uh, yeah, I didn't get nervous or anxious or none of that stuff. I was just like, let you know, bring it on. I can't wait to see what you're doing kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's really rare, but, Mark. I would have been like panic at the disco. Like, it, it, trust you, yeah. Course, I need there, to know there, who's there driving the car. Where, will there be snacks? Yeah, were people panicking? Were they <laughs> you would have freaked out. You would have been demanded to stop. I think that actually happened. I think some people actually did freak out enough, you know, to say, like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Um. But, but anyway, it. it was cool. So then you're waiting in there for hours, you know, of course, while they're setting up everything. Then you come out, blindfolds still on. Then you're in a line and they take off the blindfolds and you're in some massive, I can't remember what my first stunt was. I think it was, I think it was downtown LA. And we were, we were, we were walking a, a big like drum between two buildings on wire rope. Mm. Um, and then Joe's there. He's like right there, like in front of you. He's like, hey guys, welcome. Okay, this is your first stunt. This is what you're going to do. He explains it. And then you can talk to the producer and ask them questions, but there's, they don't tell you anything. They don't give you any clue how to do it. You're not allowed to, yeah. you know, there's no one. You can say to the producer, hey, can I, you know, drag my foot through the this or can I do that? And then that's it. They don't, they say yes, no, no, yes. And that's it. And then you go. It's just like, there's no practice run. Wow. There's no nothing. They're just like, it's your turn. Go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it, it was epic. I, and I'll tell you, it was, but, but further to that, the reason, I mean, I go back the, the reason why I wanted to do the show to be like, to go, you know, a bit deeper on it. The reason, I mean, I, I, I had got, I'd been like running pretty fast, you know what I mean? Like in life and like going pretty quickly. And then I got diabetes, which kind of like really sort of reset me, you know, and like really slowed me down. 
to think, you know, it's, you know, I can't do this or my blood sugar is going low, this and that. And it was like a big period of readjustment for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking, I was like, if I do fear factor and like, I'll, I'll, it's, it's something that's scary. So I know that if I overcome that, mm-hmm. that I think I'll be able to handle, deal with this, this, this disease or whatever you want to call it, this infliction, this, uh, that I have this diabetes, I think I'll be able to understand it more from a psychological point of view. So that's what kind of really drove me in the show was, was to get as far as I could to get to the most hectic stuff to know that, okay, if I do this, it's going to, you know, I'm going to feel like more conf- back to like my, you know, true confident self. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's definitely a thing of readjustment, especially when you get dubbies late in life. I think if you get it early, you sort of get, you know, you're just used to it. Mm-hmm. So that for me was like, you know, was the big thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it started. And I just, I lucked out. I, I definitely had, I mean, I just, I definitely had some luck on my side because, you know, sometimes in life you think, oh, you know, that was bad luck, whatever. But I, mm-hmm. there's times of that show, man, where I was just like, I was like, damn, like you have a lucky. You know, maybe I meant to meant to push through on this because it was I, I definitely got luck. Oh, well, I don't know if it was it, luck because, like, take us to so you go through the one season, right? And then yes, and you won that. Yeah, so I won. Yeah, I won the first season, and then. They didn't, so they, they ran another couple of seasons and then they decided what they wanted to do was ran, run a grand championship, which was, so they called me, I was in New Zealand, I think at the time, and they called me and said, Mark, you know, we, we want you back. We're going to bring, you know, 20 of the top of the winners or whatever, and we're going to do this massive blast off, see who's the grand champion is. So I said, cool, I'm in. <laughs> and then, so then came back and that was, yeah, that was pretty epic because that was two weeks of, you know, six stunts, but two weeks of shooting. And do you yeah, like just, stay and like, do you, do you, at the end of the day of shooting, do you go back to your place or are you no, like, no, you sequestered? Oh. You know, it's so funny when we, once the show wrapped, like, and I knew I had one, like I was actually under, like, I had to sign paperwork that I, and I'm sure you probably went through the same thing, but I mm-hmm. wasn't like, no one was allowed to know because they were doing bets in, in Las Vegas. Like <laughs> is, is Mark Huda going to win? It's like, so if I told somebody, I like, I could have got, you know, I could have, Dude, I would have bet on you. I wish I knew you back then. I'd be like, Hey, tell me under the table. I'm going to bet on Mark Hewlett. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would have told you too, Kurtz. but it's, <laughs> I mean, did that happen in your show? You weren't allowed to tell anyone either. right? Oh yeah. So I had to like put the guy, you know, I obviously got engaged on the bachelor and like, I couldn't yes. even have his name on my phone. Like if I was traveling, like, I had to like be, I was under an alias. Most people don't know that. Like if I checked in somewhere, I had a fake name. They called me actually. If you'd like to hear what Courtney Robertson's alias was during her season of Bachelor, and you want to hear some very crazy stories uh, later on in Courtney's tea party about a certain celebrity that she met at the Chateau Marmont who called her up to go on a date, which she declined. Uh, You're just going to want to go to Off Contract, Wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to subscribe to Courtney's podcast and you'll hear all the rest of this episode and every other episode she's going to do.